Hey, what's going on there, motivators? This is Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is Monday, November 20th in the year 2023. It is Thanksgiving week, and accordingly, we've got an abbreviated week. We'll work up through Wednesday, and uh, at which time we'll be done. We'll have a four-day weekend, and then we'll be entering the month of, uh, of December, of course, and trucking away towards Christmas and the new year, and I it's so hard to believe that all that is upon us. Time really does fly, does it not? It's been a while um, and kind of quiet. And I've thought about that, really, just been really busy at the office and inspired in different ways. You know, I've been, I've been feeling quite good physically and mentally, thankfully. And uh, I've taken note of that and certain things that I've been doing that have been crucial to that process. I've uh, been working out, been getting out in nature, hiking a lot, and hanging out with my dog friends, spending time with my family, and uh, turning my attention to stimulating, interesting <clears throat> information, news, etc. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are I know you quite well, or at least enough for you to think that it might be a decent idea to, you know, to turn your attention to this, my, my ramblings. So typically I'm coming home from the office right after a long day and I've got a couple stories I want to tell you. So I'm going to get to those quickly. First, I want to say how thankful I am for all of you. You know, again, most likely you're somebody that I know and love. And so whether we're real good friends or mere acquaintances or somebody who stumbled upon this podcast, I appreciate you listening, and I am thankful for you. I wish everyone well, everyone well. Really a lot of great people in this world, and I know a lot of them. I also know some real fucking turds, some anuses. They don't stick around too long, but, uh, you know, we all, it's like that sunny day, right? We know, a, appreciate good people for some of the characters that we run across. And at the end of the day, I love them all. So, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, all right? Ignore the fact that the holidays, the commemoration of the uh, settlers, the pilgrims coming to the New World, uh, the Mayflower, etc., and landing and breaking bread with the uh, cornbread, most likely with the, with the Native Americans, most likely the, the Lenny Lenape, which are... Uh, widespread uh, inhabitants of the indigenous along the eastern seaboard and you know feasts that they had and a meet and greet and later they would all try to kill each other and succeed in many cases so when you're complaining about your family member that you your least favorite family member or traveling or whatever consider that uh, this is a kind of gentler version of the holiday that, uh, you know, occurred at its inception. I have a friend, a patient who works at a senior center and he, he's a nutritionist there, dietitian. And he said that some of his staff that cook and serve, you know, they're from places like Nigeria or, um, Bengal. And they ask him like, what's this holiday about? Why so much food? You know, <clears throat> whereas other 
cultures and people. You know, they'll um, they actually fast. I have some Indian and Bengali friends. They fast. Instead, we eat. <laughs> we engorge ourselves in fucking the richest foods that we possibly can can get our hands on and produce. I wouldn't change it, but we're some fat motherfuckers. Let's be real honest. Some fat, lazy motherfuckers in America. Making us sick. So ignore that fact, too. Ignore that the pilgrims and Indians ultimately killed each other and couldn't get along. And uh, ignore the fact that we're big and fat. Check out these stories, my friends. Hey, I'll tell you, I told you I was hiking a lot, man. Last weekend, I went out to the fucking Poconos. And with my friend and Bogalee, uh, my devil dog friend, we went out there um, just in the vicinity of Hickory Run. And we covered eight miles. Nice elevation. We didn't get to the, vista, the scenic vista or look overlook or whatever. We had to turn around. I had to get back take my son to his job and on the way back <clears throat> we actually I didn't get to take my son I had to rely on my faithful cousin to pick him up drop him off the William Penn Inn but uh, we got a flat we got a flat tire that's why we didn't make it in time so my buddy's got this beautiful brand new Chevy truck and I hear boom you know as we're passing another car and obviously the tire was you know I thought something maybe some road debris was kicked up and hit a wheel well or hit his car in some way. And he started seeing in his electronic dashboard, right, these smart vehicles, the pressure starts going down. And so I'm like, fuck. So the first thing I do is I get on, I text my wife and say, hey, we got a flat tire. We're not going to make it home in time. <clears throat> so she says, okay, just be careful. So we're hoping to make it to the next exit, but pressure goes down and down, and it's like 20, then... 14 and 10 and like okay so we pull over to the side of the road and bogey's in the back kind of like what the fuck's going on guys and i open the back and i see the uh having a truck as well i familiar with the locations of the jack and all that shit so i start on un- unfastening the jack and all that stuff <clears throat> meanwhile he takes a spare tire lowers it from beneath the bed figures that out. We meet in the middle. I'm turning the crank. He's positioning the jack, put it under the frame, hoist it up. I break the lugs. <clears throat> and I was thinking, man, we're like a fucking well-oiled machine. And I'm also thinking I got to teach my kids how to do this, jump their car and also change a flat. Good skills to know. Um, important for new drivers, right? So we're going to do that. Well, my, my buddy, you know, I, I noticed that we were working very efficiently together. And, you know, he was trying to, like, rush, you know, seeing if he could make it home. Get me home so I could meet my deadline, right? Get my son to work. But I was like, dude, you fucking fix your tires. You know, it was unsafe. We got to get you, you know, get this fixed. So he posted later about, you know a belated Veterans Day and Marine Corps message, which was basically about people say, like, you know, what does it mean to be in the Marine Corps? You know, and and teamwork and all that shit and brotherhood. 
he said we didn't say, and it, it, he pointed out, we didn't say spoosh it or beans to one another. We just got to work, and we we didn't have to say anything. Like we we were new, we were familiar with what needed to be done. We've had some experience in our you know fifty years, <clears throat> each of us around that age. We changed a tire before, but admittedly not recently, and we just went to work. And he's talking about how that's the thing, man. That's that's what it means to serve. And he's saying, you know, he's proud of the service and, you know, to know people like like me. And that really touched my heart. You know, um, I didn't really get to celebrate the Marine Corps birthday or Veterans Day as I have in the past where we go down and take that pilgrimage down to Philly with my buddies and drink and carouse and tear up the town and hug each other and all this shit. But the sentiment is there. I did that med for many years. and So, um, my heart is always there. And I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm thankful for my buddy for pointing that out. So, that's a pretty cool story. The next one is, uh, I've got a, two stories from some patients of mine that shared with me. So, one is a guy, <clears throat> I think I mentioned him before. He's an older gentleman. And uh, he's got some health conditions, and he's hurting. So he's not always the nicest guy. He can be a, kind of a miserable bastard. And he takes it out on the people around him. He's taking it out on me. He's taking it out on his spouse. Um, you know, it's... And you can... To the point where you can predict that something is off because he's in pain or he's got some sort of health issue that's unattended to, maybe medication is off or whatever. So he, he, he can be a great person, but pain hurts and fucking is miserable. It's like the, like the, the lion with the thorn in his paw, right? Gotta pluck that shit out. So <clears throat> it's easier said than done with him. So he shares with me during our encounter that he... He had an epiphany about a way that he had treated his spouse. Some, like an injustice, a feeling like basically he, because of his health concerns, he was insecure about things. You know, his health, his finances, all these things. And he would accuse his spouse of not being fair with him about whatever. Duties around the house, bills, just, I think he just felt inadequate. And so he was, I think he kind of like woke up out of a dream and had an epiphany and said, you know, I'm wrong. All these accusations, all this grief that I've been giving my spouse all of it, you know, I'm, I'm mistaken. I was wrong about that, and I need to, you know, let my spouse know. And so he called her, like, hey, before you leave this morning, can you come up and talk to me? And he was not feeling well. He's in bed. And he said, he told her that. And I thought, wow, I didn't expect something like this from him, you know? Honestly, a good person, not meaning any harm, but... We take out a lot of our frustrations on the people closest to us, on the people we love. Uh, that's a thing. 
it's definitely a thing. It's like how our parents don't always appreciate us or, you know, like I've mentioned in the past, how if my parents, my mother threw her back out, she would be better prepared to take um, advice from some stranger. She'd be better off doing that than dealing me dealing with her. You know, it's you would take one another for granted. I always feel like it's about, well, she changed my diapers. You know what I mean? She's simultaneously proud of me, but also unable to see me as somebody who, that she's supposed to be helping me. I'm not supposed to be helping her. You know what I mean? So it's tough. Spouses can be like that too. You know what I mean? We grow irritable. Irritated by when somebody says, oh, you got to do this. I'm like, oh, he told me once, he told me a million times to put the dishes in a dishwasher like that, or wherever the fuck it is. Go this way. Go go on the main roads instead of the back roads. Why are you taking this turn? You know what I mean? People do things differently. So we, we get impatient with one another. So this guy had been like that, and he <clears throat> he came clean. He, he called his you know wife over and said, hey, I was wrong, and I, I want to apologize to you. And she was thankful for that and surprised and relieved. And I just thought that that was a great example of somebody who, you know, took stock in new information, had a personal epiphany, had the, you know, the, um, the fortitude to admit that he was wrong. It's not something that happens very commonly, I don't think. I think that sometimes people can't do it. They can't bring themselves to admit that they might be mistaken about something. Especially when we get older, right? Even if they were, he was wrong, he would might be reluctant to admit that. So, I thought that really touched my heart. They did that. I'm glad he did that. I know both him and his wife. They're great people. And I thought that that was very big of him. And... I think it would be great if we all had that honesty with ourselves and with the people that we love, you know, to to admit if we're if we're wrong about something or if we're being cruel about something or whatever. We need to be kinder to people that we love. Yes? Yes. The second one was kind of funny. It's my friend. <clears throat> she and her sister and their mother... My friend or sister are probably 50s. Their mother is 80s. So they go to see, they're, you know, they're pretty religious Christians. So they they went to see some something about the birth of Jesus at the Sight and Sound Theater in Bethlehem. So they go see this. They have a great time and they see the show and it was awesome. And they park their car in the, in the adjacent parking garage. And when they, they go to to leave, you know, to, you know, they left, <clears throat> excuse me, they left their mother at the, um, inside the Sight and Sound Theater, and they said, hey, we'll, we'll go get the, uh, we'll go get the car and pull it around. You you just stay here, and we'll, we'll come to you. It was a very nice thing to do, so. So they do that. So her and her sister, they head on over to the parking garage, <clears throat> And there's something going on when they go to pull out 
they're going around and around, you know, they, they come to the bottom of, of the parking garage and where there's a little kiosk and you, you pay the, the arm, the, like the security arm to the lot is open and there's a, the employee, the only employee that's on site is there and he's like got his hand up, like you can't leave. And I guess his boss is on the phone saying, hey, don't let anybody leave. So this is a contingency that they, they weren't unprepared for, right? Usually the parking lot, parking garage is like, okay, people come in, they come out, you know, it's automated. You put your credit card in, you take money. Yes. And so that's what we're all used to. So something malfunctioned with this parking garage. And now there's all these people that are lined up trying to leave the garage, but the employee is under orders to not do it, to not let anybody leave, which I don't think they're really legally able to do, <clears throat> right? And you imagine, I've never run to a situation like this, but obviously the guy's trying to do his job and the owner is thinking, well, we can't let these people go for nothing, but how do we do this? You know what I mean? So now all these people who are going to see the, or, or coming out of this uh, sight and sound theater, these religious folks, these virtuous folks are becoming, um, they're arguing with the parking attendant and they are, you know, it's getting to the point where this one guy apparently was going to go to blows. Like he was, what do you mean? I can't leave, which he's got a good point. You can't hold somebody captive just because you're, uh, parking apparatus has failed. It's not, you know, the people who park there, it's not their fault. And I'm sure that most people, if there was a way like, Hey, you know, take this ticket and then mail it to us. That's kind of like the best you can do. Right. So it's quite the quandary. And again, nothing that I've ever come across in my life, but it's getting fiery. And this one guy's, you know, going back and forth, with the parking tent and the boss is saying, don't let anybody leave. My friends are like, Oh, what are we going to do? And then um, on the other side of the parking garage, there's a woman who's holding up the arm. And she goes, come on, everybody, go, go, go. And so here are all these uh, virtuous Christian types who are going to see the story of, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they're going to almost going to blows with a parking attendant. And ultimately, everybody like kind of scampered out of there. They peeled wheels and left the parking garage. I don't know if they're, you know, I'm sure that they would be prepared. They were prepared to pay, but, you know, we got to get the fuck out of here now. My mother, my 80 something year old mother, is standing at the front of the Sight and Sound Theater expecting us to come pick her up. You're not letting me leave. So, out of desperation, they, you know, let this woman hold up the security arm. And they left. And I've been meaning to tell my friend how sinful I, I think she is. Just kidding with her. But what a funny story. Because my friend, she is so wonderful. Such a, she is a virtual, virtuous person. She's one of the most, the nicest people that you'll ever meet. And would do anything for anybody. And truly does believe in, uh, you know, follows her faith very well and she's very ethic ethical and very moral 
And if there are godly standards, I say that she probably, more than anybody I know, meets them. But here she is, fucking, basically um, leaving this parking garage by way of somebody violating the law, and, you know, they they left. They tear ass out of the parking garage. I thought that that was funny. And I'm sure that my friends are the type of people that, you know, would try to make amends, would try to pay after the fact, would feel bad if they didn't reach out and try to pay their fee. But this guy was talking about, oh, you're going to get a ticket if you leave. I mean, at the same time, I'd be like, listen, I ain't getting no fucking ticket. You know what I'm saying? You know, you guys fucked up. Your machines are not working. Now we've had our experience at the theater where we're ready to get out of here and go home. And you're trying to prevent us from that because, you know, it's, it's a weird situation. So I don't know what they do. Everybody take your license out. We'll take a picture of your license. You know what I'm saying? But I thought that was interesting. So those are my two stories. And they make me laugh and they touch my heart. And these are the sorts of things and experiences that I, uh, I have every day. There's a lot of really cool, interesting people in my life and out there in the world. And, and uh, life is not boring. I'll tell you that right now. And today we had a good soundtrack on. We had a good crew coming through. We had all kinds of zaniness due to the holiday, due to the pending holiday. And the energy, you can feel that energy out there. It's palpable. It's prompting people to cancel or reschedule their appointments. And just kind of like, people just want to be done. But you get out there and driving around. Not now, of course, it's 7.30 at night. But um, you can feel it. You're out today, you can feel it. There's people out and about going to the store, getting their friggin', you know, their Thanksgiving makings <clears throat> to fulfill all their recipes and prepare for their the togetherness. And I'm excited. We're hosting this year. We have 16 individuals and uh, coming together and a good bunch of folks. And. I can't wait to see everybody and have some good food and have some laughs and make some memories. Hey, it's already got their Christmas lights on. <clears throat> Teach their own. So, with that, I will tell you that the world is a wonderful place full of possibility. <clears throat> and I'm optimistic about the human race. I also feel, of course, there's some things happening in the world right now that make you question, are we all going to make it out of this fucking social experiment alive? Talking about the wars in Ukraine and Israel-Palestine. It's like, how the hell could people... I mean, that's one of the things that maybe has kept me off the airwaves. I've been turning a lot of my attention to to Israel and Palestine, trying to understand it, trying to understand how people could hate one another that much that they would treat each other like that. 
I've been listening to, uh, you know, Piers Morgan. He's kind of a pecker licker. But he has really given airtime to both sides of the argument. Now, the other day, he had the Rabbi Shmuley, and he had some Muslim guy on. And these guys, he would ask them questions and give each a minute to respond, after which a, you know, a buzzer would go off or a beep would sound, and they had to shut up and let you know the other person talk or the conversation carry on. So these fuckers kept, you know, going after each other, attacking the character, one another's character, you know, laughing, belittling, you know, slighting the points that each were trying to make. And he let it, at one point he let it go for like, I don't know, three minutes. He just let these guys go back and forth and just talk trash and and hate on each other. And I think he was doing that because he wanted to demonstrate to everyone the reason why conflicts like this exist. The inability for people to see eye to eye or try to come to some sort of compromise or, you know, because in this case, it does not seem to be possible. But I hope he's wrong, and I, I hope we can all find our way to love and understand one another in this world. And there's my dog and my wife. I want to give them a big hug and kiss. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs>